0: Welcome to the Zika Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome back to the Zika Health Show. This episode I'm really excited to bring to you because today I'm going to talk about sunlight and the countless benefits it brings to our health. And no, not just vitamin D. If that were the case, this would be a really short episode. See, spending time in the sun actually has many benefits ranging from bone health to quality sleep And guess what? Even fat loss. And I'm going to bring these to you. So take out your notebook and let's get ready for this one. At the end, I'm actually going to provide you some tips on how to get the most out of sunlight to improve your health profile. But before I get into the episode, I want to begin by sharing my motivation behind the Zika Health Show. See, years ago, actually, I grew up struggling with really bad allergies and really bad asthma. And as I got older, it got worse. It was so bad, even in my 30s, that I would I would have to go home because would the, the pollen count would mess with me and I would feel dizzy, lightheaded. And then my asthma would act up on top of that and I couldn't breathe. And whenever I went to the doctor, of course, i had my primary care physician who would give me my uh, buterol and, and my um, Advair and my allergy pills. And one day I decided to ask him, is there anything I can do to improve my health, like nutrition-wise, so I don't have these allergy problems and these asthma issues? And my doctor would smile at me and say, no, not really. You just have to, you know, take your medicine. But I didn't want to take that answer. So I started studying on my own. The first book I picked up was The Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry. He was talking about leaky gut, improving our gut environment, and lectins and poisons in foods that we thought were healthy. And I was like, hmm. Now maybe the natural skeptic I was, I didn't believe most of what he said, but I decided to make some changes to see what would happen. I started feeling better. I actually started using my medication less. And actually, even start having more energy and sleeping better. So I say, hmm, okay, let's maybe some to this. So I started listening to podcasts on health, like uh, Sean Stevenson, Ben Greenfield, and they'll bring on experts. And they, usually they'll have a book. And I would pick up the book and um, their book, especially if I thought their topics were interesting. And I would read and I would learn about different things that impact my health. Like I remember The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. That was a very strong book because he talked about dopamine and how um the foods that we eat like like high sugary foods high impact dopamine and uh, dopamine receptors so that was really important for me to understand the role that played in my health and there are tons of other books i mean books on um inflammation oxidative stress fasting i mean there's so many books i read over the years and even through that process of course i was studying for my certifications in fitness nutrition weight loss and now i actually have seven certifications within fitness, nutrition, and weight loss. And to keep the long story short, it's been over two years, I haven't had to renew my medication. Allergies do not bother me anymore. The pollen count is high, the pollen count is low. I don't know the difference. But my friend said to me, yeah, I can't, my allergies are acting up, it's, it's allergy season. I'm like, hmm, it's, it's allergy season? Now, I'm not telling anybody to stop taking a medicine, what I'm telling you is that you need to realize this is your life. You need to be your own health advocate because there are things that we can do to take care of our health. Things that we think is, 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 I guess you say normal. We say it's common, like allergies. It's common to have allergies, but it's not good. It's not optimal. Your body is not supposed to respond to the world like that. You're not supposed to be allergic to the world, basically. So ask yourself, why do I have allergies? See, in my situation, my gut was inflamed all the time from the foods I was eating and the stress I was under. So my body, one of my body's natural response is by creating mucus. And my body was creating mucus in response, making it hard for me to breathe. So it all came down to my gut health. And that's what was impacting my asthma because I've been fit all my life. And it wasn't an activity issue. It was a gut issue that was causing my asthma. It was also a gut issue. Why I would get, I would feel dizzy, and that, because my body would respond again to the pollen in such a way, my body couldn't defend itself. So it, it, it would manifest itself in different um, symptoms, I should say. So yes, you can take control of your health. Yes, you can take control of your life, but you have to make that decision to do it. And once you do it, and you start to feel amazing, and you're doing, taking less medication, if sometimes no medication at all, you're gonna thank yourself for it. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and read a couple of the Apple podcast um, reviews recently. One is from uh, Rick12232. Gotta love it. Gotta love Apple, right? (laughs) It's titled Podcast. I will listen to the episodes again and again because it's a great podcast. Thanks. Really, it is a great podcast. I don't have time to say great, and I really do appreciate it because every time I release an episode, I want people to know that it's not for me. It's to teach others that there are things we can do to improve our health. It's to teach others that there are things we can do to move from where we are to be at a higher level. So I love when I get a, a review because I know that I'm assisting, I'm helping, I'm helping others. Franklin Armstrong it's another five star review. I enjoy how Norado finds interesting and relevant people to interview to help his listeners. Love the episode with Dr. Carolyn Stone. And by the way, if you haven't heard that episode, banging episode. This woman is just on a, on a whole different level. He says, thank you both for the great and valuable information. Thank you, Franklin, for leaving, that, for leaving that review. And if you get good quality content out of this or any episode, please go to Apple, give me a five-star review, Let the world know that this show is awesome. Now, with that being said, let's get into why why you're listening to me. Let's talk about sunlight. You know how I usually like to break down my episodes into multiple sections, so it's easier to follow, right? Oh, by the way, the uh, show notes are going to be at ZikaHealth.com slash sunlight, so everybody know that. So let's break this down. Um, One, sunlight relieves pressure on your kidneys. And guess how? By making you sweat. Actually, uh, there was a post from um, Dr. Carolyn Stone on her Instagram about sweating and your livers and your kidneys. I actually love that. Love that post. But sweating has so many benefits for your body. See, we now know that our kidneys assist in removing toxins from our bodies. But remember this, your skin is your largest detox organ. So a free way to detox is by sweating. And you know what? I can also argue that it's better than buying all these expensive detox teas. Because I know a lot of people who who buy teas, and I'm not knocking the teas. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. But we spend all these money on these detox teas, but we don't sweat. When we sweat, your kidneys work less, less pressure. So even if you want to buy detox teas and you want to wash yourself out and cleanse your body and detox, all that stuff, you still need to sweat. Your skin is your largest detox organ. So just remember that. Getting sunlight promotes good sleep. I mean, I I know anyone listening for a while know that I've said this multiple times. Quality sleep is the number one factor for optimal health, hormone balance, say hormone balance, and fat loss. Quality sleep, the number one factor for optimal health, hormone balance, and fat loss. And if anybody tells you otherwise, turn around and run in the next direction and go far away from this individual. Because if you're not getting quality sleep, everything else is going to be thrown off in your body. Your neurotransmitters, your hormones, how you respond to stress, your body's ability to burn fat, and so many things. It always starts with getting quality sleep. So, How does the sun help with sleep? It really does it through our eyes. Through that pesky hormone that everybody loves to hate. Cortisol. See, when our eyes see sunlight, it naturally raises our cortisol levels and it downplays melatonin because cortisol is your awake hormone. Melatonin is your sleep hormone. They work inversely. So at night, we should not expose ourselves to blue light because then our body thinks it's daytime. And when we cannot sleep or if we fall asleep with the blue light, so let's say you're watching TV and you fall asleep, your body still cannot properly cycle through all those right sleep cycles. So then you look at your clock when you wake up, right? And your clock tells you, okay, you get six hours of sleep. But re- realistically, three or four if you're lucky. So then you wake up ready to break the snooze button. You're exhausted because you really didn't get half as much sleep as if, if that of what you thought you got. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to have to sit here and just preach about it. I, can, I That's happened to me before. Staying up watching a basketball game or a soccer game or something. That's happened to me before. So I try to minimize those experiences because I know how it feels. The next benefit of um, being in the sun is that it speeds up your metabolism. Isn't that something else? Being in the sun can speed speed up your metabolism. Who knew? You want to take a guess at how this works, though? Take a quick guess. It goes back to the number one point, through sweating. Because you sweat when you're hot. And when you're hot, you burn more energy, a.k.a. calories. So, if you have a slow metabolism, you need to sweat more. You know, one of the biggest issues I should say is that we we we, we like things cold. I like our AC cold. I don't like it hot or it's just too humid. And I'm not saying you should walk around in 100-degree weather. That's not what I'm saying. But we are so, so many times, we're just so, we avoid heat so much, we don't realize how much that damages our body. It's like yin and yang, like, there are times your body needs heat, there are times your body needs cold. And during the summer months, people tend to burn more energy because it's hotter. So by always running into the AC, not saying AC is bad, but by always running into the AC, then guess what? It's going to be harder for your body to burn more energy because your body is not staying hot enough. So if your body doesn't stay hot enough, naturally your metabolism is gonna be slower. So it goes back to number one, you need to sweat more, plain and simple. The other benefit of being in the sun is that it promotes fat oxidation. Now for those who are not familiar with that term, let me define what fat oxidation actually is. It's essentially, how your body breaks down triglycerides that are stored in your fat cells. And they use those free fatty acids for energy, basically how ketosis works and how a lot of people lose weight on ketosis. So I tell my clients, if you want to sustain fat loss, you want to train your body to sustain fat oxidation, meaning that I don't need you to necessarily be in ketosis or be in ketosis all the time because I do have temporary moments of that I am in ketosis. But your body needs to be able to train, to be trained to burn different types of fuel for energy and promote fat oxidation. And by the way, just a side note, I think it's about three or four weeks ago, I released an episode on metabolic flexibility and how to train your metabolism to burn different sorts of fuel. So if you haven't, and you're really curious about Why does my body respond to carbs this way? Why my body responds to fat this way? I just can't seem to figure out the right foods to eat to burn fat or to lose weight. Go back and listen to that episode because it tells you the right habits that you can use so your body burns everything that you actually eat appropriately. Now, when that's happening, that means that when you're walking, you're burning fat. When you're watching TV, you're burning fat. When you're sleeping, you're burning fat. But then it's not just about food. Because what I want to tie in here is that there is recent research that shows that our cells actually respond to sunlight. And just by being in the sun, other than not just by being hot, but also by being in the sun, your body becomes more more efficient at burning fat for fuel, leading to fat oxidation, leading to sustainable weight loss. Now, think about that. You get the sweat because you're sweating. You're supposed to sweat. And then your cells get the sunlight. And then if you're walking, burning some energy there, I mean, boom, that's like a trifecta. The big three to call in basketball, right? Then of course, I can't talk about the sun without talking about vitamin D. I'm not gonna to spend too too much time on it, but it's the sunshine vitamin. Our bodies make vitamin D when it's exposed to the sun. And vitamin D insufficiency, I mean, it affects almost 50% of people worldwide. That's around a billion people. I didn't say exactly 50%, so don't kill me on my math. I said almost 50%, by the way. So that in itself is a pandemic. A free vitamin that we need to go outside and get the sunlight, we don't get it. Almost 50% of us. Do we not know that it's free? At least for most of us. There's a PubMed study. You know, I really do a show without mentioning a PubMed article. And it says that vitamin D deficiency can lead to abnormalities and... Should I should say Abnormalities. <laughs> In calcium, phosphorus, and bone metabolism. In addition, there are tons of studies that show a connection between vitamin E deficiency and being overweight or being obese. And the study I mentioned in this uh this episode will be in the show notes as well. So zikahealth.com slash sunlight. But now the other side of that is correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation. Because does getting adequate vitamin D by itself lead to fat loss? No, it plays a role along with the other nutrients that your body needs to function properly. But a lot of us have a very myopic mindset. Oh, I'm gonna get vitamin D, so no, no, no. Neraldo says vitamin D helps me with weight loss, but then oh, I'm I'm still not losing weight. Or I don't feel... no because are you getting vitamin K? That made, that is basically the precursor with vitamin D, right? Are you walking? Are you um drink are you staying hydrated? Every episode that I bring you is another tool to put in your toolbox so you're at the highest level you can possibly be so you can be the baddest version of yourself you can possibly be but by it's like if you're trying to build a house and you just pick one tool, okay, I'm gonna pick a hammer. okay, good luck with that and that's what most of us do. We pick one tool, but if you really want to build a good house you need to make sure you have all the tools at your disposal and not just have them, but know how to use them. So now we know all of this, what's next? Question I always love to ask. The first thing I'm going to say is take your butt and go outside. We are, we now live in a society that we're scared of so many things, especially this COVID environment. That we're afraid to go outside. We're afraid to go out in nature. Do you not know that you can go outside and stay six feet away from everybody else? So, you, because you're outside, it doesn't mean you got to congregate. Go outside, get some sunlight, do it as often as possible. But then, just like anything else, too much, too much of a good thing can end up being bad. So I want to talk about that. Like, for example, if you drink too much water, you can drown yourself. Yes, that's a thing. You can drink too much water. Too much of a good thing can end up being a bad thing. Fasting too much can cause issues. Can cause your blood sugar to drop. Can cause hormonal issues. Too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. So when it comes to sunlight, I want to talk about balance and some things I want you to be mindful of. One, Get up early in the morning and get sunlight. Because remember, when your eye hits the sun, it resets your circadian rhythm. It tells you it's morning time. It tells you it's morning time. It's, it's going to start that clock. Your cortisol is going to be higher in the mornings, naturally. And it's going to downplay your melatonin, so it starts that clock. Then in the evening, as things slow down, your clock is going to slow down, naturally in itself, which is going to improve with your sleep. And if you want like full tips on how to get quality sleep, remember, it's also on my blog, secrethealth.com slash sleep. You can also get sunlight later in the evening. And the reason why I mentioned these two things, is not as hot at that time. The sun rays are not as damaging. The second thing I want to mention is if you live in a highly polluted area, The pollution can actually make the sunlight harsh on your eyes and your skin. I'm not going to call out any specific states here, but just be mindful where you live. The sun here in Florida is pretty good compared to most states. But if you live in a highly industrialized area or a place that's that's high in pollution, you may want to make sure you get more early or evening sun and not when the sun is more potent. The third thing here is be mindful of how much sunblock you wear. I'll say it again. Be mindful of how much sunblock you wear. Because if you're always wearing sunblock, you can diminish your body's ability to create a- adequate melanin. So, but if you have to wear sunblock, please, please, please get a natural sunblock that does not have a ton of harmful chemicals remember what I said, your skin is your number one detox organ. The organ, the thing you put on your skin seeps into your bloodstream. So if you're trying to protect yourself from your body from the dangerous sun rays, but you're seeping in all these false chemicals into your body, you might be protecting yourself on one end, destroying yourself on the other. Which one is worse? I can't tell you, but you're trying to fix one problem by creating another one. This is really very important. Once a day, try to get at least 10 to 15 minutes of red light from the rising or the setting sun. Say it again. Once a day, try to get at least 10 to 15 minutes of red light from the rising or the setting sun. See, research tells us that red light has tons of benefits. For example, reducing inflammation and oxidative stress. In fact, harnessing the power of red light is becoming a common practice for health and medical professionals. Because they're realizing that the red light light from the sun gives you different benefits than the yellow UV light from the sun. So being in the red light can really do a lot for your body and for your overall health, even your mental health. So I, every day, if I can't catch the morning sun, I try to get the evening sun. And if I can't go outside because, you know, I'm swamped or whatever the case may be, my kitchen is, I'm sorry, my, not kitchen, my dining room is by the, is by the window and I actually can get the sunlight there, but I prefer going outside and looking directly at the light instead of having that window in between to kind of block out some of the benefits I could get. Unless medically necessary, or if you're in a location that is highly polluted or the sun rays are extremely damaging, minimize the use of sunglasses to help your body properly synthesize vitamin D from natural sunlight. Now I wanna be very clear here because I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that you have to look at the light, sunlight to get vitamin D. We already know that you're, just by being in the sun, your body will resp- respond to the sunlight and help your body synthesize vitamin D. So we know that. But by seeing the sun, that's another way to open up your body's ability to properly synthesize vitamin D. So that's what I wanna be clear here. So by wearing sunlight, you're making that process a little bit more, a little bit harder. I'm, I almost said more harder. Almost, I caught myself a little bit harder than it actually is supposed to be. And remember, especially in the mornings, you want to make sure you get that morning sun, right? To hit your eyes, to wake up your circadian rhythm to help with your sleep. If you can, work out outside from time to time to increase energy expenditure and burn more calories. Now, anybody that listened to me know I don't like to say the word calories a lot. But here, I want to make sure that People understand that it's about, I'm talking about burning extra energy, using as much energy as you possibly can. And being in the sunlight, your skin um, and your cells interacting with the sunlight, you're getting vitamin D, you're sweating, all those things are happening. And then you're actually active because you're working out. I mean, you're just killing it right there. Lastly here, I want to say, stay hydrated, especially if you're working out outside. Stay hydrated. I usually have a, um, I have a 32 ounce um, container that I drink water from, and most days I'll drink it once, but on the days that I'm um, that I'm really more active, I drink it twice. And I usually use, I use liquid IV to assist with, with, with that, with the um, delivery of water to my cells. So that's a different conversation. And I also, in addition to that, I do drink all the water as far as um, hydrogen water for my cells as well. But I've just said all that to say that drink more water. Make sure your pee is clear. Use a pee test. But if you're going to be spending more time outside, you're going to have to drink more water than you're accustomed to drinking. And a tip here for all those ladies: dehydration can lead to dry skin and wrinkles. So you want that fountain of that fountain of youth? one of these days I'm gonna learn how to talk. but you want the fountain of youth? Keep your body hydrated. keep your skin hydrated. A very important word of warning here though you got to gradually make changes. If you move from not really being in the sun, and then you decide to one day start getting a lot of sun, (laughs) that may cause sunburn, maybe even skin cancer, and a bunch of other issues. So you wanna gradually allow your body to adjust to the sun. The only way, the only thing I'll say with the red light, there's not much adjustment there, right? You get the red light, 10, 15 minutes, you should be fine. But in the beginning, you wanna try to expose yourself, especially if you're not used to getting a lot of sun, Getting more sun in the early morning or in the evening is probably better because the sun is not as potent, especially if you live in an area where it's highly polluted and the sun rays is very damaging. So just be very mindful of that because you can, again, put yourself at a higher risk for sunburn, skin cancer, excess aging because excess oxidative stress caused by too much sunlight. And these are just a few things. And lastly, Subscribe to the Zico Health Show. And you know what? Follow my Instagram too, at Zico Health. Because I always, but I post once or twice a day, sometimes even three times, giving my my followers solid information so you know how to be the best version of yourself. And I will continue to provide accurate, up-to-date, and actionable content. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, coworkers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.